Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, coming to you on the day after the Chiefs lose to the Buffalo Bills 24-20 at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium um, in a game that was a really damn good football game. And unfortunately, that's two weeks in a row. Chiefs come out on top last week. They don't come out on top yesterday. Um, and really, when you know you talk – we've Johnny and Blaine joining me as always. We've talked about it. Johnny was at the game yesterday. We'll get his thoughts here in a second. But it just comes down really to two really good teams, and one team made more plays than the other, and and it found its way to a loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 40, 338 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. And the picks oh, – well, I guess we'll start here, um, and then I'll, I'll talk to the guys um, – the picks, in my opinion, are picks we have to live with as Patrick Mahomes uh, stands, even if you will, um, with all of his greatness that he provides us and the Chiefs as a team. Um, you know, I don't think that those picks are his, like his trajectory going forward um, at all. I seriously doubt that there will be another two pick game in the season, but. Um, those are plays, you know, he makes that he makes that pick in the end zone. I think it was Kyir Elam who made the play with Marquez. He gave Marquez a chance to to make the touchdown, got ripped out of his hands. Um, the the last last drive interception was just another one where he was trying to do too much. And um we have to live with that. Turn it over to the guys here. Blaine, we'll start with you. Just maybe your thoughts and takeaways from the game yesterday. Kind of started off negative there, maybe a little positivity. Yeah, I came away confident, and that's what I'm saying to really everybody I talked to about the game, like, oh, Blaine, your Chiefs lost last night. Yeah, I know they did, but, <laughs> I mean, retrospective, you're looking at this game like 24-20. Chiefs were obviously banged up in the secondary. They didn't play their best game by any means, especially late, and you still only lose by four to a Buffalo team that, you know, had their guys on offense. And limiting Josh Allen to what a almost 60 quarterback rating with a lot of the pressures that Spags was able to dial up and some of the things we were able to do gave me confidence for the future. But, I mean, this one sucks. You swallow it. You beat San Francisco before a bye. And I'm glad that we have a lot of this to learn from earlier in the year with some of this new core. And I think they're going to be better because of it. Johnny, you were in the stadium yesterday. Maybe just give us some vibes before you get into what you uh, – just give, maybe give us your overall day, maybe a little positivity to start. I mean, I'm sure that the start of the game and through halftime and through the third quarter was a lot of fun. Just that last 15, maybe not as fun, but good to hear from your brother. What's up? It's good to be here with you guys. Yeah, I, just an, a great time. Um, I try to get to at least one Chiefs game a year, and this was, you know, other than the outcome of the of the game was like one of the most memorable – Memorable experiences in my life. We got to sit in a sweet, amazing view of the field. The weather was impeccable. Walked around some of the tailgates and, um, you know, because since we had a suite, like there's food and stuff in there. So we didn't tailgate. So, but we got there a little early so we could go see some friends, like different tailgates. And like I said, the weather was amazing. The energy was incredible. It felt like a playoff game. And that's just how it's going to be with Chiefs and the Bills. Um like guys, if these teams were to play 10 times, like it's probably five and five or six, like six and it's, it's close here. These, these are the two best teams in football, in my opinion. And it showed yesterday, although the game wasn't as high scoring as we were expecting, um, it was still really exciting. And, and we'll get into more of my thoughts. I don't have like as, you know, in-depth 
in-depth data-driven takes today like I usually have um, because I, I pretty much just watched the Chiefs yesterday. Um, before we do our, our slate preview podca- podcast, I'll make sure to watch all the YouTube highlights of the other games. But like besides just a few highlights, I didn't watch any football besides the Chiefs yesterday. Um, and, and when you're not watching on TV, you, you miss a lot of things. So I'm really curious to see, uh, to hear what you guys have take-wise on uh, the game, having watched it on TV. But like I said, Chandler, f- just so so happy to talk to you guys again. Yeah, and let's uh, let's actually start with the Bills' offense versus the Chiefs' defense. Um, I want to point out something Tony Romo said on the on the broadcast yesterday on CBS that really kind of you know took me by surprise. This Chiefs' defense is playing really well, except against like one guy. And yesterday that guy was Stephon Diggs. Last week it was Devontae Adams. Um, and he even brought up Mike Williams against the Chargers, and that's that's going to be a presumed issue moving forward. Now, Blaine made a good point, really banged up in the secondary, but Stephon Diggs, 10 for 148 and a touchdown. Uh, Gabe Davis, 3 for 74, which isn't as great, but also a touchdown. Um, these receivers, and we we alluded to this um, we alluded to this earlier in the year. We knew that the secondary is going to go through growing pains, and it's been really kind of going through those pains three out of the last four weeks and even Mike Evans I forgot about Mike Evans too he really went off even though the Tampa Bay lost um, I believe he went over 100 yards and had two scores as well so um, Blaine maybe just a little outlook on what you think the secondary needs I mean I know McDuffie's going to be back here coming soon but the this the we talked me and Blaine were talking about it before we hopped on here um, Spagnolo just gambled yesterday and it kind of seemed like the Chiefs really kind of did a lot of things that were more gambling tendencies to try and win this game as opposed to sticking to maybe some sort of game plan, Blaine. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you have the roster to not be able to gamble, you don't have to. But mm-hmm. with what the Chiefs had and with what Spags had his hand had at his hand, you know, sometimes you got to lay down cards you don't want to in games of of gambling. So he had to. And what they're just big plays. I mean, Jalen Watson wasn't very good either. Uh, gave up late that 28 yard um, catch to Stefan Diggs. And then obviously Joshua Williams gave up two touchdowns down the sideline that were big. They're just big plays that gashed the chances of Kansas city to, to maybe force a a third down that they shouldn't have been turned into be a really what, what ultimately was 21 points for Buffalo throughout Mm. those three plays. So just tough, just tough. And what I'm worried about too, is like, I mean, they made a big deal about Fenton not being out there yesterday, but like if Fenton's playing t- yesterday, like are we that much more confident that no. you know Stefan goes for less than what he went for? Not in my opinion. Johnny, what do you think? Well, guys, like I think um we've talked about how much we are impressed by this staff's ability to maximize the talent from the cornerback position. Okay, like, yeah, I know Fenton's not that great, but he's a sixth rounder. Legereus needs a fourth rounder. When the Chiefs got Charvarius Ward, they traded like a seventh round lineman for Charvarius Ward. I firmly believe the reason this team was comfortable moving on from Charvarius Ward is because when they were evaluating the NFL draft prospects, they had McDuffie in a group of prospects that they believe if they were to select a player like that at cornerback, that is their solution to guys like Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and these guys that are killing us, right? right. They, and maybe like guys like Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson are on this roster for 
special teams or spelling McDuffie on a snap or two to get so he can get a breather or something. But this is why these big plays are happening and beating the Chiefs is because I I truly believe they think McDuffie can be a lockdown guy for them. And he's the guy who's going to be on uh, guys like Diggs and, and Adams and the other players that are killing the Chiefs. My big takeaway is I, I actually, for the last for the last few weeks, basically the whole season, guys, I've been pretty impressed with this Chiefs defense. It's just a couple of big plays per game are getting them. Um, and if they can just as the season goes along, maybe have less of those or get away from those, I think that they're going to have a lot of success. So um, I, I love what I saw from the defense yesterday, truthfully, holding the Bills to 24 points is a win. They, Besides that, you know, they, they were a minute in the first half away from holding the Bills to three points in the first half. But the Bills go right in front of my face, too. Like, Josh Allen, it's third down and long. He's in his own end zone. His foot's like an, an inch away from the back of the end zone. And then before I knew it, they're scoring a touchdown. So it's just little plays and good teams like the Bills are going to get you on that. I guess I'm just not bumming too hard because I know we're going to see these guys again. And I just – I somebody's got to win, right? Yeah, no, I'm not bumming too hard either. But, yeah, that that was annoying. That right there as a defense is – I mean, you could really point to that as a huge turning point in the game. I mean, they were third and 13 in their own end zone and got out of there and ended up scoring seven on that drive, if I'm not mistaken. But one positive thing I actually do like from the game yesterday that I thought for maybe, you know, Johnny asked us for a little bit more of a TV perspective. I don't know how – it might be a little bit easier to see it on TV, but um, I really enjoyed and thought that the effort from the D-line in terms of a pass rush was pretty decent. I thought they were around Josh Allen a lot. And I think that's one of those things at the stat line, if you just read the stats, you might think I'm crazy. Chiefs only getting one sack. But I really honestly did believe that um, Dunlap, hell, even Frank Clark, Karloftis, and Chris Jones, I thought they provided good pressure on the pass all day. I mean, I don't remember that many times where Josh Allen just sitting back there comfortable. He had to make a lot of plays. And, of course, he's very capable of doing so. But one bright spot, I think, to take away. But really, at the end of the day, they've got to try to find somebody out there. There are options to trade for, like we talked about with Brian Burns, maybe from Carolina. I think one more pass rusher would do this team a lot of good. A lot of good. I really do. Um, John, you said you had a question for us regarding the Chiefs defense. Yeah, just really quick, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Um, I've made it really clear how much I love what Nick Bolton does. Whenever the Chiefs lose, I, I consume less NFL content. I kind of just try to bury it and um, – Sorry, my son's playing in the background, but I try to no, bury the game and just get over it. Um, but I did get on Twitter for a little bit today, and I saw like some Chiefs Twitter saying that like Nick Bolton's not playing as good as we think he is, and I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. He was in—I mean, taking my breath away watching him play yesterday. I am so impressed by him. Um, you know, some people are blaming him for a lot of the reason that the Bills were able to run the football so successfully. I just. I just disagree. And uh, he had 13 tackles, nine solo, and two tackles for loss. I just, I think he's really good, Blaine. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you look beside him, it's hard to be a linebacker in there whenever those offensive linemen are getting to the second level and in your face so fast. Whenever they're, you know, I think all week they were game, plan, game planning against Nick Bolton. And 
if you have a guy like Leo who's learning and Darius who's a backup next to you without your guy Gay or with some of the, the pieces, it's harder to be that guy at linebacker whenever their best offensive lineman is getting to you immediately because that's who they got to attack. And so maybe he was playing worse because offensive linemen were doing a better job at keeping blocks, but I guarantee you that's what Buffalo was trying to do all week long. That's probably why it showed up on the film a little bit because it was probably (laughs) their game plan. And I think when you get a guy like Willie Gay back, it'll help out Bolton quite a bit to not be that focal point that everybody is targeting. Yep. Two things for me. Um, A, I think, Blaine, I like what Blaine said about Leo learning. Leo isn't there yet. I think I, I think he's a good player, but yesterday watching him, people get into his face and it's hard. It's hard for anybody, and we talk about it's hard for Nick Bolton. Imagine what it's like for a rookie with a freaking Bills offensive guard in your face on almost every play because our D-line, negatively to what I had just previously said, is not doing a good job against the run game, t- creating mass and creating piles on these offensive linemen because – the Bills come in yesterday, and they really seemed like they kind of carbon copied what the Raiders did. And I think going forward, we're going to see fullbacks. And, oh, by the way, we're getting ready to face a really damn good team with a really damn good fullback coming up on Sunday. Um, and you're a fool if you don't think that they're going to try to line up in the I formation and run it right at Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, which will be big to have him back. The second thing is, too, it kind of goes off what I really just said was – and Blaine as well, when Nick Bolton's out there by himself, Leo's learning, Darius trying to get better as the weeks go on, you know, there is no spelling of Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton has to make every play and he has to make every read right. And um, that play that he had against Josh Allen on that QB draw, Josh Allen did not think that Nick Bolton could do that. And what an unbelievable play. I mean, just things like that stick out. But yeah, Johnny, I don't know what people are talking about. This guy is is in a class of his own right now. I'll, as a linebacker let's look at the chiefs offense um and we'll go ahead and wrap it up because there won't be too much more i already kind of alluded to what we thought patrick mahomes i mean the guy played unreal i mean 338 i'll take that every week i don't care i don't care what it is he goes for four touchdowns and two picks with 338 he can throw two picks every week if he wants to in my opinion um i really think there is something i think there is something to it though about the gunslinging mentality i mean the Chiefs, you know, you love it when it when it works, and you hate it when it doesn't. But you got to live with both, um, and that's exactly what happened on that Marquez Valdez Scantling play. I mean, he has a chance to catch that ball. Um, so, and speaking of the receivers, great day. Welcome to the kingdom, Juju. That's what he can provide you. First off, I absolutely love him as a possession receiver. Him on the sideline with Pat and those quick outs. I think they have some sort of connection, guys. I really do. I think they're kind of turning the corner, this these two, uh, with their connection. Um, McColl, he had a decent day. Now, he had that one. He had a – you know, he still is capable of really pissing me off, and he did piss me off yesterday when he didn't uh, – he had that one corner route where I think they called holding on both the offensive defense that wouldn't have mattered had he caught it. But McColl, keep running, son. And then he had that one, two where he had that deep out when Pat's rolling right, and he doesn't – Tony Romo pointed this out on the broadcast. He freaking floats it to the sideline instead of going flat down the line. That could have been a 15-yard gain. Instead, it went – it actually did go through his hands, which was so sickening. But <laughs> let's start with Johnny. Johnny, your thoughts on the offense yesterday and, and what you liked and maybe what you didn't like. But McColl, I'm pretty sure, didn't he fumble a punt too and then pick yeah. it up? Yeah, wasn't that him? Yeah, it was right in front of us. Uh, yeah, 
He, well, he's begging to fumble. McColl is he wants to fumble. I mean, he stinks. Anyways, uh, it was good to see Juju get going. What I didn't like very much was that you got nothing from MVS. I think there was a sick throw that Mahomes had on the far side of the field where it looked like MVS had a touchdown. I think that was him. Yep. Um, but they called an eligible man downfield, which I no one in the, in the the place was going ballistic because of the insane throw from Patrick, and um, so nobody even heard that, and so everyone was asking like, hey, what was the call? What was the call? And then we finally found out like through our phones that it was an eligible man downfield. But um, to Chandler's point too, like I, I think MBS probably should you know should have came down with that ball that was an interception early on. I am not worried at all about that throw from Patrick. Patrick has done so much for this team on plays like that, creating outside look like I just – like it just unfortunately happened in the end zone. Um, you know, that it was a momentum killer. It sucked not getting any points there, all of that. But, I, I mean, Patrick's going to keep doing that, guys. And, like, it's not an issue at all. I don't even think he's that – like, gunslinger is, like, not even the word for Patrick. He's just amazing. I thought he had a great game yesterday. The two picks on there are not going to look great for him, but the one at the end, he's just going to try to make a play. And I just, you know, again, like I'm just not worried. I'm not worried. It sucks that you lose. It sucks that you now are at a disadvantage and it's looking like the one seed's going to go through Buffalo and, and you don't love that. But, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen if I can say one thing that really pisses me off is that this team can't get tough yards. They just, I mean, consistently they can't Clyde is the worst player on the fucking team. I told myself I wouldn't get pissed off, but Blaine, he's the worst player on the team. Yeah. And I was looking this up because I was curious and I got a few things to, to say about just how, like how integral it is for Clyde or somebody to be good to get those short yardage because we're relying on Patrick Mahomes way, way too much. Now, with a grain of salt, you want to rely on the best player on the field every time you play, but you don't want to put him in long situations where you limit what he has to do or can do. And if you're not getting good yardage on first down, second down, and forcing third and long, then it's hard for Patrick Mahomes to have freedom and and for really Eric Bieniemy and this team to draw up plays on third down that are going to be, um, I guess, executed correctly. With Clyde, he had an 11-yard run, a great 11-yard run. Outside of that one 11-yard run, eight carries with an average of 0.3 yards per carry on those rest of the eight outside of that 11. 0.3 yards. Yeah, it's not conducive. And, uh, Blaine, you made a good point before we hopped on here. The Chiefs' losses have all of the same recipe in them. It really does. An inability to stay in front of the chains. And that was one of the biggest differences yesterday. Buffalo in front of the chains at all times. I don't really, I think their longest third down of the game was when they were backed up on the freaking one yard line. I really yeah. do. Chandler, um, I got a stat for that too for you before you get me. 13 Chiefs third downs, right? 13 of them. Offensive two. first downs or? Yes, okay. as, as an offense. It's how many yeah. third downs we saw. Two yeah. of them were third and goal. One of them was third and two, one of them was third and six, and nine of them were third and seven or longer. I don't care who you play. It doesn't matter what defense you're playing. That's in insanely difficult. If you had flipped that to the Bills side, how many more times do they have to punt? 
I mean, the the and I'm, I'm not saying that maybe they could have gotten all of them, but their chances of getting all of them are so much lower. And that's what the Chiefs had yesterday. I mean, just too many punts. But shout out Tommy Townsend. Boys, we might have found a punter. I'll put that Oh, my out God, there. guys. He flipped the field. Every Buffalo drive was not a gimme drive. Like, every single one they had to go. Johnny, how'd that look in person? Because punts in person are just like, whoa. They're yeah, like that, that was the sound that, like, the, the, the fans made, right? You know, no one's really – no one's excited to punt the ball. And so, yeah, when he booted that really long one, it was like 58-yard – I, I don't know what the exact stats were. He had one punt that was ridiculous. And uh, the whole crowd was just like cheering as the ball was going in the air. And you could tell that the returner was like, dear God. Yeah. You know, And the same thing with Butker too. It was, I mean, you see it, the 59er yarder from Matthew Wright last week as the record for Arrowhead Stadium. And then here's Butker with a 62 yarder. Um, that was freaking sick. But then, you know, he, how far was the one that he missed, guys? I mean, I never even – was it, it a it long – It was a 51-yarder. 51. See, I think Harrison – okay, first game back, like, y- you like him to make that one. And if he if he makes that one, you know, you're you're only going for a field goal at the end. Or if Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over in the end zone, you're, you're – and you get three there, you're only going for a field goal at the end. Like, all these little things add up, but – you know, that's why somebody has to win. You know, whoever executes better and whoever has less mistakes usually wins the game. Last point that I'll make, too, is off of one of the things Blaine said, which I, I agree with so much. He said how, how the Chiefs, it's good that the Chiefs rely on Patrick Mahomes. Look, the Bills do the same thing, but when you can supplement that with a running game, it puts your quarterback, who you want to rely on, in such a more favorable situation, not third and nine, third and one or two. I feel like even when the Chiefs do get a successful first down, like maybe a six-yard play on first down, too often they're, they they get no yards on second down or one yard, and it's still third and four or five. Like it, you know what I'm talking about? Like I feel like mm-hmm. if they when the Chiefs can supplement with the running game, they're unstoppable. And the Bills did that yesterday with Singletary and Josh Allen, and the Chiefs defense really kind of stepped up. So I. Yeah, I'm kind of talking in circles about that, but I, it's just frustrating how – it's frustrating when they give the ball to Clyde, frankly. And we've said that – we said that before the season. I've been hammering the table, that, and I used to be the biggest Clyde supporter. I was like the last guy on the hill, and I'm now I'm the first one to throw stones because I I just think he's he's bad. And when they use him, what do they do most of the time? They run him like off tackle on stretch runs, and he doesn't have the speed, the burst, the athleticism – the strength or balance to, I mean, none of it works. So I just, I just think it's, it sucks. His inability to break tackles really baffles me, um, especially for a guy who's smaller. Like that's normally their best strength is like breaking tackles and making people miss. And he just cannot do it. He really can't do it. It doesn't make any sense to me, but um, boy, do you have any final points? We'll go ahead and wrap this up. I mean, kind of just beating a dead horse. Yeah. I mean, you said it too, but like Matt Milano, was just, the better player against our running backs. He had a yeah. tremendous game. Like, nothing you can do about it, and we got to do something about it. And hopefully, if it's giving Pacheco more touches and, and we see that during the bye week, it is. But I hope something changes there. So, yeah. And last thing I'll say to you Buffalo, I really liked what Johnny think I said supplemented. They supplemented insanely well, so efficiently. Um, Devin Singletary, I mean, not anything to write about, but 17 for 85. That is a good supplement to what they want to do, and that's obviously live through Josh Allen's arm. 
And it proved to be the difference in the Chiefs game yesterday. Josh Allen throws a game-winning touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. And the Chiefs fall to four and two on the season. Saw a good stat, or excuse me, a good tweet before we jumped on here that we'll wrap up the show with. The Chiefs have a brand new team on both sides of the ball and are four and two through the first six weeks of the season. That's uh, that's really something that we talked about in the offseason that we didn't. Some a lot of Chiefs Kingdom didn't think it was really possible. Thought a little couple more losses in there. Um, this Chiefs team is getting better, and it's not done getting better yet which I think we can all agree is a huge positive step into next week versus San Francisco. We'll talk about it on Wednesday's show. You'll hear it Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. Johnny, Blaine, anything final on yesterday's game? Now let's just, let's bury it and we're on to the next one. Get a win and go into the bye week healthy. Beat the 49ers. Well said, boys. Appreciate your time. Go Chiefs. Chiefs lose yesterday 24-20. Back next week. Sunday afternoon against San Francisco. Talk to you go talk to you boys later. See ya. Peace.